Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those... Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat cause we hot like... Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting Check mic one, two, one, two. We live, baby. Hey Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. <laughs> I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And today we have a dope artist with us. Um, he's not only a R&B and country singer, but he's also a video editor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's here to discuss his up and coming new song entitled Rescue. So you guys, without further ado, bringing up next to the mic, all the way from Boston, Massachusetts, Louis Bello. Hey, what's up, everybody? Please, hey. I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Me too. I think you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, well, Louis here at Speak Your Mind Radio. We do a traditional icebreaker question for all the artists. So let's Uh-oh. get started. All right. <laughs> um, how do you how do you uh, make the world a better place with the music that you create? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe just keeping people um, focused on things other than the craziness in their life. You know, I think what I, I try to, to help people think of, you know, situations that make them feel better. Um, even if it makes them feel sad, it, it makes them feel like it's like a healing power. I think music has so I guess I just try to put people in a mood that'll help them through their day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was a great answer because that's exactly the kind of effect that I got listening to your music, you know? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, so Louis, um, here's a question for you. Uh, what are and who are your cushions in life when things get a little bit tough? I would say my daughter, um, uh, my wife and my my mother, probably my mother out of the most of anybody. Cause I always say like, like mothers will, for the most part, they're the only ones that will always be there for you forever and never judge you, you know, um, mothers and fathers, but like my mom is just like my rock. So no matter what I could do anything wrong, my mother's always going to say it was probably the other person's fault. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but it's just to me. <laughs> that is so sweet. Moms always have your back. So yes. definitely. Um, actually, I just want to go straight into the song, um, Rescue Me. I had a chance to listen to it, Louie, and what I felt after listening to the song, I actually thought about my mom, because she always rescues me. She's uh, rescued me so many times when I was about to jump off the ledge of a building. She grabbed me, and of course, I'm using that as an example of my yeah. ups and downs of my personal life, but um, that's what I got from it. But Louie, what's your story behind uh, the song? So I wrote this song with a friend of mine in Nashville. His name is Jason Tucker. And uh, you'll, you'll notice he's featured on the song. Too. Yes. 
uh, because it's just, it was so powerful when we wrote it. And after we kind of sat back and we listened to it, I was like, dude, you got to be on this because, you know, I, I think this could be a big record um, inspirationally for people. And, um, and I, and I, so he's on it, but um, we just kind of were both writing about like, who's the person that rescues us in our lives. And we both had different probably opinions in our mind when we were writing it about who we're writing for but it morphed into something bigger than just our personal people. I was like, this is more about everybody's person who rescues them. I mean, right. It could be even like a dog could rescue some people. I mean, yes. talk about like people that, uh, you know, you look at an, if you're an animal lover, you know, you got an animal, you come home to your head day could be awful. And you just hug that puppy and it just makes your whole life better. So it, it just, it, it morphed into this bigger kind of idea. That's beautiful. Um, I like the way you said that because everything that we do is always an introduction to something new. So with that being said, Louis, what is this song an introduction to? What 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 new avenues are you trying to explore? Because you do a lot of um, music with different genres. You play with it and you grasp the concept of it so clearly. Oh, thank you. Um, so for this, so the last like five years, I've been, um, I've been really, really pushing uh, my connections in Nashville, my writing and it's really making, it's made me a better, um, a better songwriter. I've learned a lot about myself being down there and, and really explored uh, country music and, mm -hmm. and all the other genres that cross over to it, uh, like blues, R&B. And now you got a lot of artists that are crossing over like hip hop into country too. So it's a great time for me because of my roots being based in uh, R&B and pop music. So for the last couple of years, I've been pushing the countryside and I would say it's more country pop when you listen to it because mm -hmm. it's, it's not always traditional country. It's, it's like the new country that I like because it doesn't fuse all that. So yeah, so this genre is really pushing my, my dive into country music. Most definitely. Um, your friend, Jason Tucker, tell me a little bit more about his background. So Jason is from Detroit originally and moved down to Nashville uh, years and years ago. Um, and actually funny story is he grew up around the time of, um, well, a little after Jodeci. So he, he used to, yeah, he, he used to DJ at, at roller skating rinks down that way when, um, so like, yeah, it was like this real, really cool connection. And that's how me and him vibe because we were doing writing sessions. And he started telling me his R&B background. And I was like, yo, I'm like, that's dope because I grew up with Bobby Brown and New Edition. They lived down the street in my neighborhood. So uh, <laughs> it's like to have those connections in Nashville writing country music, it just it, 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 it's hard not to come out into the song. You know what I mean? So definitely. Cool. Um, I actually want to talk about your win in 2014 with the uh, what's it called? The Music Boston Awards. Oh, the Boston Music Awards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Tell me about it. So that that was really cool. Cause like, you know, people always say, you know, at every city I think has their stories about how like, Oh, city, our city doesn't, you know, doesn't support, you know, local musicians. It's always out of towners. And, um, and I think that's a stigma everywhere, mm. you know, cause we always think it's only relevant to our own cities. I'm sure in Chicago, there's probably people that say like, nobody puts Chicago people on. Yeah, I just think, and as I traveled and toured, I realized like, Oh, it happens everywhere. Yeah. So, to have a, you know, to have an award show like the Boston Music Awards, um, to try to, to kind of change that vibe of it and then to like be recognized and win. It was just it's super cool because I love Boston. I mean, I've, I've traveled all over the world, but Boston is, is this who I am. So, you know, so it was really cool to, to be recognized like that. I think so too. And you were up there with some of the greatest, like uh, everybody from Bobby, yeah, Bobby Brown. He won the Boston Music Award. Yeah. Um, 
it was uh, it was a Nirvana or uh, no. new kid, new kids in the block, new kids new in the block. Kids in Nirvana. <laughs> right, Nirvana. Hey, I don't know, maybe. No, <laughs> they might have stopped through. John maybe. Mayer, John Mayer, right. Boston Music Awards, and I think uh, Alicia Keys too. Um, I she may have she was recognized one year, and I think um, oh Aerosmith, of course, from Aerosmith. It was Aerosmith. Yeah. Yep, Aerosmith won, and uh, there's been a lot of like old classic rock groups that were recognized in the Boston Music Awards. So it is cool. It's just it's 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 a I, I think anytime anybody recognizes for me personally anything that I do I, I don't care who it is I just I love it because you know at the end of the day we all do it to try to make a living but it's one of those things where you want to have people react to what you do otherwise why why do you do it why you know you so it's like you know it's like the old adage of like I don't want to make CDs so I can play my music for the person in my car and that's it like I want that <laughs> I want everybody to hear it Right. Even if you don't like it, I just want to, I want you to hear it. And then you can tell me what you think. Exactly. So even if you don't like it, you want people to hear it. So have you had those times where you've had uh, a bunch of songs that you were sitting on? I ask every artist this because it's, um, even if you don't like it, somebody else may like it. They may get help from it and guidance from it. So do you have any songs like that that you've just been sitting on? Yeah. Well, I I released a song years ago. It's it's still on um, Spotify. It's called Chasing Rainbows. And it was back when I was doing more of my pop, like the pop R&B type of stuff before I started doing country. And um, it's it's definitely more of a pop song, but it's it's very powerful. And at the time, I thought it was kind of powerful, but like I, I kind of forgot about it because I just keep writing and making new music and put it out. But somebody the other day had actually, you know, I was talking to him and they said, man, out of all your music, Chasing Rainbows was my favorite. And that was like 2013 or 14. So I was like, oh, really? And they just, they said that it, it really helped them through like a, like a, a downtime and they heard the lyrics and that kind of stuff is crazy because I, for, I forgot about that song in the sense of like promoting it or telling people about it. It's just, it's there. I did it and I kind of moved on, but it shows me the power of some, some things that you do that just lasts forever. And it may only be for like one person, but that's cool. That's one, yeah. just one person. That's cool for me. That's what I say. As long as one it gets through to one at least one person, then you've done your job, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, so tell me more about um your editing skill. How did you jump into media like that? Oh, like movie editing. So I jumped in out of necessity because you know, growing up in the city in Boston, you know, I, I learned at a young age that you needed to hustle to get any opportunity that you wanted to get. And I had the choice of being a hustler or hustling people. And I chose mm. to be a hustler because I, I love people and I can't be that type of hustler. So I learned how to create and use, um, you know, opportunities mm-hmm. to, to build my brand and build my networks. And so when it came to video editing, I always was writing like scripts and movies and things like that. And I wanted to do my own videos for music. I don't have a budget. So part of the thing was, is learn, learn how to do it myself and then surround myself with a team of people that can help me. So that's kind of what it, I, I surrounded myself with the people that could help me and learned along the way with them. And I said, listen, if you guys can do this part of it, I'm going to learn the editing. And so now all our movies are short films, everything like I'll do the, the main editing of it. And then we'll get to like a finish edit, like somebody who's really, really good at the final editing to put the effects on. But who knows by next year, I've been doing lots of tutorials. I might be doing the effects, who knows, but it just came out of necessity because I don't have the budget. I never had the budget to just be like hiring all kinds of editors from LA and all the stuff to do stuff. So, you know, wow. Just learning. That's, 
Yeah, learning is a great process. You have to learn as you go and you picking up those extra skills really uh, cultivated your career thus far, you know? Yeah. So um, let me ask you the question because you said a lot of video editing. You did the um, the song for the, the what is it called? ESPN Push Documentary? Oh, Push Documentary, yes. Yeah, was that came out like 2020? No, that was... Uh... Um, I think that was, uh, I think 16, I think it was 16 around that time. Yeah, it was a few years ago. It was like 15, 16, I think it was 16. So I did that. So a friend of mine, um, Malik Williams, who, um, I had worked with in the past doing some production, he does a lot of film and TV stuff. And he had this opportunity for a show, um, to, to this documentary, uh, before it was actually on ESPN and he did a lot of the music for it. And we wrote that song and they actually changed the title of the movie to that song because um, I forget what the title was before, but they heard the song and they were like, yo, this is like the title song. And they changed the movie name to push. And then it got picked up by ESPN. It was on um, ESPN two. It was, so it, it was really, that was a cool experience because, you know, it kind of opened my eyes up to the more of the film world and seeing how documentaries are made, which got me more excited about, transitioning myself over to that someday and so I slowly been transitioning into that field of making movies and things as part of my you know my collective entertainment you know skills yeah it was inspiring you know it is inspiring because um you know when I was like going through your discography and stuff I came across the song Faces and that was straight Uh, R&B and like the whole video was a movie to me. It was just really dope, you know. Well, I, I appreciate it. that's what that I would have to say. That is probably one of my favorite songs ever. For because real? I think for me, because of the vibe of it, it, it yes. was such a that 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 guitar line that my friend is. So there's a production company up here in Boston called uh, Surefire Studios, and my good friend Jared um, Hancock's producer, and and uh, he actually does all film stuff now, which is cool. We all like transitioned, but. He used to work with like Brooke Hogan. He worked with BB Rexa. Like they worked with a lot of cats at that came to Boston that you would never know where they had to record. So um, we worked together a lot when they were first coming up. And um, and that was the first song I ever recorded with them. And the girl in that video. I don't yeah, know so you know pretty. I don't know who she is. But she's beautiful. Oh, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. So that is Diane Guerrero. Diane Guerrero is a star, uh, one of the stars of Orange is the New Black. Um, she was on... Um, she was on uh, Supreme Donuts, like um, on NBC, ABC. She, she, so if you go back and look Diane Guerrero later on, so you'll see this stuff. But that was the first ever music video that she ever did in her life before she moved to New York. And she wrote a book two years ago and I made it into like, I forget what page it is. I made it in the book and she actually credited me. She's like, Louis Bello, I, I did my first music video with this kid named Louis Bello and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I was like, yeah. oh, I made it into a book. That's dope. Yeah. So I love it. And she actually, like, if I texted her today, like she would text me back. And that's what's so cool about her is that she's like all these projects going on. She's way above me doing what she's doing, but she's just down to earth and she's super cool. And she made that video look amazing and authentic. So it was pretty cool. That is pretty cool because, like, I didn't know who she was. Like I said, she just stood out like a sore thumb. I'm like, oh yeah, God. yeah, there was no way of not missing her. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. So now you've had your music heard all over, like um, from VH1 to NBC television shows. Uh, how did you feel 
when the the executives reached out to you and said, "Hey, we want to use your music." And I I can't even describe it. It was like one of those where, you know, you just you call everybody and you're just like, "Hey, episode seven at five o'clock next week." You're gonna just listen, and sometimes it's only like, like. 20 seconds of your song but it's underneath something but it's still it's like hey listen real hard at like five minutes in and you're just like that's my song mom of course mom's the first one that's like oh my gosh my baby yeah so no it is great and it's a great source of um like extra revenue because a lot of the tv shows don't pay a lot per se per ep- what it does is like the residuals of how many times they're played, the episodes. So if you get on a popular show that's replayed on cable or streaming networks, like over time, you just keep collecting these residual checks. So as as you get more and more placements, it's just like a great source of, of extra income. And that, that obviously is a big deal too, because you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start getting some checks in and pay the light bill, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like that stuff. So it's such a such a process. Yeah, definitely is a process, but I'm pretty sure uh, it helps you with your family and things of that nature. And then speaking of your family, Louis, how important is family all together, especially dealing with the entertainment world and your mental health? How does that all intertwine or balance for you? Well, it's funny because um, I'm very focused and Mm -hmm. I always say sometimes I can be very selfish. I'm sure people hearing this that know me are going to be like, yep. (laughs) but I I think I'm just selfish with my creativity and it's really it's not a purposeful thing it's just more it's hard because when you choose to do this industry and have a family it's very tough I mean I don't care who who they are anybody says oh I'm touring all over the world and my family's fine I'm like no I guarantee you it's not perfect and that's okay because that's life right yes so I've taken a long time to try to figure out how to balance there's never a perfect balance um Mm. I think you just have to surround yourself with people that are understanding. And my, I, I was divorced. My, I have a daughter who's 17. And so I was divorced a long time ago with her mother. I'm married again. Um, and, you know, um, and I'm actually having a baby coming up soon in a couple months. I know. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. People are like, are you crazy? You got a daughter in college. That's it. And I'm like, oh, I know we're starting over again. So, you know, but that, that scares me. That scares me because of, the challenges of like being a dad again because you know being a dad to a 17 year old and going through all that and you're kind of like mm-hmm. you're like she's going to college next year and now i'm like oh, i'm gonna be changing diapers and sending <laughs> food to a dorm room like what is that that is but, cool but it's important to me like it's i and i think nashville it's so funny because people outside the country world don't understand like nashville gets a bad rap sometimes with um, you know, it comes to diversity and things like that. And and they're working on that because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, country music was very non-inclusive for a long time, you know, and it just is what it was. Country music was what it was. And, but it's so much, it's so much more than that now, like everything, like the world's opened up in Nashville. And when I started going down there, what I really loved about what they stand for is family yeah. and artistry. And yep. I never found that in R&B or pop growing up. If you're a pop star, nobody mentioned you had a wife. Nobody mentioned you had a girlfriend. You might when she mm. had a kid. Mm. But I always noticed that, like, you know, until you became super famous to where you have so many fans, you notice artists never. It was always about, you know, the, the sexual interaction between That's the true. fans and all that stuff. So you never knew if somebody had a girlfriend for real. I knew a lot of artists that had families, but you would never know that. And I always 
I learned from that school and I would never like not purposely, but just the last thing in my mind was to tell anybody on an interview that I had a wife or I had a baby yeah. coming. Yeah. But once I started going to Nashville, I literally saw that like that was part of who they are and that's what their fans love. The real, the realism of like, it wasn't like a fake story. It was like, Hey, I'm a country bumpkin that grew up on a farm <laughs> and raised horses. And I have a girlfriend and two kids and I live like, and I realized like that became part of the song. Like, Amen. Right. And I, and so I felt that and I'm like that, that saying to me, that's kind of why I really felt deeper into country music. And I was just like, I'm a fan. So I'm, I'm going to deep really see what this is all about. And I, and I love it now. So, so now I talk, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm very open with my personal life, you know, whereas like 15 years ago, I probably would have been like, Oh, you know, I don't really, you know, I'm open, you know, see what happens. <laughs> like I would have been real, like, cause I, cause I learned, I was grew up at, back, you know, in the nineties and stuff. R&B mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it was. You had to be like that in order to be a star, you know? That's record true. labels tell you to stop dating your girlfriend mm. like that was the industry like you can't have a girlfriend you haven't made it yet right you, know? right. you have a kid you better have your mom take care of that kid because we don't want anybody to see that you have a kid like that kind of stuff really happened in the industry so it, it's less now because i think there's too many internet sites you, you're gonna find out somebody has a girlfriend now or a wife mm-hmm. kid. so yeah so no that was a good um feedback and everything because a lot of people don't know that I know um, as I started interviewing more and more artists and people in general, I'm like, wow, (laughs) these people really have a freaking life outside of what they already are known for. They have family, they go through personal problems, and it makes life so much interesting to know that somebody you really like and adore has gone through the same things you've gone through. 100%. That's a good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. Because I actually vibe off my fans. I do Instagram lives and things and sing songs and, and come up with concepts and I'll have people like putting messages like oh my god I just lost my father or I just broke up with my girlfriend or I just had a baby and you look at that stuff and you're just like yeah it's just like me like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm connected to you in that way so I want to bring something that helps you with that and it, it just really pushes you as a writer to connect you know even if it's a party song I always say you gotta have party songs so some yeah, people laugh, yeah <laughs> they'll laugh and be like yeah but you put that song got it bad what does that connect to i'm like because it's like fun it's summertime like thank you right he doesn't want to forget about their problems and just go outside and party have fun that's life too Mm -hmm. that's all serious that is so true louis i I love your outlook on life i love your perspective and my next question for you is like um i know you had a show quarantine what's it called quarantine uh, quarantine sessions yeah you had about eight weeks ago what happened with it so we put it, we put it on hold for a little while because I had to finish up a bunch of projects. We're actually thinking of bringing it back. I think what I did was during quarantine, I did it twice a week for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I burnt myself out because I was doing it every Monday, and Tuesday, and um, I was still working on music. And so we kind of like put it on hold, but it was kind of cool. We, we interviewed Patriots players. Um, I, Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch came on as my guest. Uh, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC was my guest. Um, uh, uh, Jamie from um, Off for One, I swear, like Jamie was on there. So I, I literally called all my friends that I had met or friends of friends and said, hey, nobody's doing nothing. Like, let's like come on my Instagram. And it, it was really cool. Like, so I definitely will bring it back soon, but I am swamped right now. I am like, I don't know when I have time to, to, to eat dinner sometimes. So I'm just like, 
let me finish all these projects. And then, cause all my boys are like, yo, I got this cast, that cast, let's try to, and I'm like, all right, soon guys, soon we will do this again. So that is awesome. It seems like uh, the universe has a lot of uh, things planned for you. It's, you're like being pulled in every which direction, you know? I hope so. I yeah. hope so. You do. I mean, I feel like you do, but thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to talk about that one episode that you had on um, your show. It was um, you were talking about the pre- taking the present of uh, preventive measures for, of COVID-19. Um, you, you had some kind of um, spray nozzle spray. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, oh, that's funny. You saw that. That's cool. <laughs> I got a lot of flack for that, but um, from different people, but I also got a lot of praise for it. So it was like a so I do a lot of research with stuff, you know, especially with COVID going on. I have a lot of time. So I'm not a doctor by any sense. So anybody out here, I'm not a Dr. Bello. Never went, <laughs> I went to school for a long time, but I never became a doctor, just so you know. But a friend of mine was um, working for a company and he started showing me this nasal spray like months and months ago. And it's actually a spray I used uh, probably like 15, 16 years ago. It's been at CVS, Walgreens. Uh, for years it's just for like to help you breathe better it's all natural it's like grapefruit seed extract Hmm. and um some other things so it's very it's it's not a medicine so it doesn't harm you in any way but it just helps keep your nasal passages open sinuses and some people it works really good for some they don't really feel the effect but at the beginning of covid uh they were doing this study at this cold and cough facility in miami and there was this doctor who was a renowned like cold and cough specialist and they would just use they would using that nasal spray to try to see if it affected um, flu viruses. Mm. So they were already in the process of that when COVID came out. So then they started doing tests and try to do like independent tests on COVID as the time went on. And they were finding that it was killing like a big percentage of the virus when it hit, like hit the spray. Mm-hmm. So um, they were getting blocked by a lot of the, like the FDA and drug companies. Cause as we all know, drug companies make a lot of money off us. Um, and sometimes the stuff that they're, they're pushing is not always the best stuff. So because this spray was cheap, it was already on the store. It was something that people could just go buy at CVS. They really blocked a lot of the information coming out. So over the last couple months, a lot of the studies have come out. And basically, it's called um, Clear, but it's spelled an X. It's like X-L-E-A-R. And I mean, if it, you should try it because at the end of the day, the worst case scenario, it helped, like after a couple of days, you start using it, you'll feel a little difference in, in your breathing, in your nose. Mm-hmm. And best case scenario, it does kill a big percentage if like if the virus went up your nose, it kills a good percentage of that. If you're using it, you know, throughout the day, like I use it like three or four times a day. If I'm going to go into a store, even with my mask on, I just a couple sprays, go in, wake up in the morning. So again, I'm not promoting the product. I don't get anything out of it. I just know that it's made me feel like breathe a lot better. Um, so and the studies have shown that it's it's killing some of the virus. So I'm like, hey, why not? Why not try it? You know? So that's just, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, that was good, Louie. I'm glad you shared that information with the listeners out there and the viewers. That's pretty dope. Um, the, the video for Rescue is going to be released when? February? So the song comes out the 23rd. I am working right now so hard to get this video done. I'm actually, I was working before we did this. I was working on it and afterwards oh, cool. I finished it. Uh, <laughs> so the video should be done tomorrow. So my hopes is the video will come out the same day, 23rd, as as the song. That that's my cross my fingers that it's done by then. We had a few challenges because um, I've been going back and forth to Nashville, but when we were supposed to shoot the video, I couldn't make it down there, and so I had to have um, Jason shoot his parts. 
I shot my parts up here and then I'm editing it all together. So um, that was the challenge, getting that footage from him. And so we're almost on track. We're like mm -hmm. 92% there. So oh. uh, yeah, we're close. we're close. Yeah, I can't wait to see the video because especially now that it's shot in two different locations, Boston and Nashville, yeah. that's going to be hot. <laughs> I think it'll make a, you know, make a good story. You know, it's, uh, it wasn't my ideal way to shoot this video. I, I felt like I could do something more powerful, but I had to say to myself, like right now, the whole world's got challenges. And I think part of the story of this video will be cool is the challenge of trying to create it. And I think that might help with the story, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a great narrative right here. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, well, Louis, I, I there's one more question on the tip of my tongue and I'm just going to push it out. <laughs> push. It. Okay. Um, what genre of music will you want to try to score over to next? Because you've done R&B, you're doing country, uh, you've done pop. What else is next? I think I'm going to stick with the country pop. Like the country, that's pop. I think I'm stick. That's that's my that's my thing. I mean, that doesn't hmm. that doesn't mean I won't, um, you know, feature on like, you know, EDM stuff. I got a, a song coming out on this next EP. It's called Jesus. And it's like more of like a crossover country EDM slash thing. So, mm -hmm. so I'm going to keep the country elements in my songs. I think from here on out, just because I just love it. Um, but I definitely will experiment. Like you'll hear 808s in my country music and things hey. like that. You know, like that's always going <laughs> to, there's a song we did called Disappointed that's on Spotify. That's one of my favorite too, like for party up tempo. And it's, uh, it's got 808s and super fast country picking guitars. It's pretty cool. So music to my ear so i gotta go watch uh disappointed and chasing rainbows boom yes yes there's a, there's a video for chasing rainbows too was, i was much younger in that video so you might be like wait a second this kid's old now but that was a long time ago nah you look excellent trust <laughs> oh, thank, okay. you, thank you thank you you're welcome um was one more question i think that was it thank you okay. So much, Louis, for coming on today's show. I had a blast talking to you. Me too. Um, I hope this is not the last time that we speak because you are super cool, like for real. Oh, listen, when I hope when this record blows up, yes, the record blows up, we'll talk again after uh, we're going to get that Grammy this year. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, Louis. You made that's me true. want to continue on listening to the country music. I had to get that out. Awesome. I love it. It's, it's not a bad thing. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, it's not a bad thing. All right. Well, thank you again, Louis. Thank you. And um, yeah, uh, everybody out there who tuned in, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to tune in to these real life stories. If you want to get in touch with Louis Bello, the link in my YouTube, Speak Your Mind, will be right there in the caption for his IG. And also, for oh, wait, the song Rescue didn't come out yet. So just for the IG, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the IG. Yeah, there's a link. It'll come out. Uh, it, there's a pre-save link on my Instagram. So you can pre-save it. So. There you go. There you have it. All right. Peace out, Louie. Bye. Bye.